New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. It's the Stats Show, starring TK. And Daryl, come on, give yourself some credit here. Co-star, co-star. Co-starring Daryl. I'm just here. I'm just here for the fun. I mean, you're you're the professional. You've got the whole thing figured out. That's right. YouTube. We're in trouble. YouTube sensation. We're in trouble if we are going to consider me the professional in this relationship here. Well, as far as the podcast world goes, you're rocking there it. There we go. So, what do we got today? We have, ready? Stats update. Yeah, but hold on. I want to lead up to the stats oh. update. Short. Just give me a quick little lead in. Okay. Toronto home sales rise 25% year over year, breaking October record. We like to hear that, don't we? <laughs> we like that. Okay. I love We've it. You've got. I love it. Toronto breaks more real estate records. Yes. Drum roll. But condos under pressure. Oh. <laughs> that one stung a little, but that was one headline. They kind of they they gave me the a little a little tickle and then a punch. Not nice. The only thing Canadians are optimistic about right now is the housing market. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. That sounds pretty good. Canada's house prices are soaring. Because reality doesn't matter anymore to things like that. This is what, I yeah, this is what we're talking about. It, but I mean, it does, <laughs> right? Think- it doesn't make sense. So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna try and make sense out of the nonsense, which, okay, luckily that's our specialty. Yeah, it really is. This is that's our specialty. But right now, I mean, listen, there's 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 been markets that like mm-hmm. you could reasonably discuss and predict with. A, uh, amount, a, a reasonable amount of accuracy and logic, mm-hmm. but this is defying both of those or all of those if I said more than two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, you're right, and the market's uh, doing what it's doing, and the numbers show a very strong market. I mean, let's not uh, you know, disagree. This, it shows that, that people are still finding confidence in investing in real estate, hands, hands down. I, I think the most important thing here that, that I'm recognizing is that there are not only there are there two markets, but like there's two kind of groups of people here. There's like renters with low wages that are not, you know, um, in this market. Right. So like all mm-hmm. those people that were hoping to get in the market, they're not getting in the market. But all the people that were like definitely in the market or getting in the market and had that ability are getting like better deals or better houses really than they ever could have got, right? So like all these people that were going in anyways are flooding in, right? Yeah. And they're just jumping yeah. on the train. So, okay, let's go through this. So- What are the numbers? What do they say? They, they 
What are the headlines? Listen, to me, they, they paint a pretty rosy picture. Even if, okay, so listings are up more than the amount of sales that are happening. Total listings, yeah, freehold and condos. But yeah. detached is going off the, the rails right now, it seems, Yep. right? Yep. It, and I looked kind of down into the stat that you like to talk about. Like those over $2 million homes are, they're doing pretty good. They're doing okay. 2,700 yeah. of them the or best. something, no? It's, no, in this month we've got... Um, what was I looking at? 488. Hmm. So compared to last October, it was 254, which was actually a really good October. That's actually the highest number I've seen. Because what happened in 2019 is we started to, we were coming out of the 2017 slump. Uh -huh. And then the fall of 2019 is when things started to pick up again. So we started to see activity, confidence was coming back into the market. So October 2019, there was 254 of those 2 million plus um, units, so almost double. It's about 92% increase. I think as long as things are pointing in the upward direction, it's a good sign for this particular time in 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 space. Well, let's talk about that. Yes, let's talk about let's that. Talk about upward it. direction, meaning what? Year over year, month over month, what? Both, either. Okay. Year over definitely year. Definitely month over 100%. month, for sure. Month over month, I would like to see increases for a while. We've got four months in a row of year over okay. year increases, month to month. Yeah, which is good. But we're not seeing the same growth month over month. No, we're starting, it's starting to, see, to slow. We're starting right? to see it slow down. Yeah. So we had a huge uptick because of May, June, and July. Those were months that were all booming. Pent up, right? So we started to see exactly pent up demand, but now we've slowed down to less than one percent month over month growth. Right where we were as high as seven point eight percent in June. So let me so let me re retract my statement and say, as long as we have even or positive growth in any metric, I think it's a yes. step in the right direction for a market like this. Good, good. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing growth, and there's lots of opportunities. Uh, there's not, there's not a lot of inventory in the freehold at all. Inventory is down. Uh, overall inventory, including condos, obviously is going to be up, but that's not the best. Uh, metric to be using right now so just depending on what market you're looking at you want to know exactly where it is is it a balanced market is it a seller's market is it a buyer's market and that'll give you a good indication of um of how things are going let me pull up my uh speaking of knowing how things are going you should subscribe yeah. now if you haven't this already time to subscribe right now and hit the like button and get ready to join us on our next episode in two days with mr bradley watson we have fans that are excited for this, TK. Mm, it's gonna, it's it. gonna be good. People are talking. I love it. People, but they're talking. Are about talking. It. The streets are talking. Bradley Watson. So subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can get notified when we put up another episode. So one of the best indicators is months of inventory. Also, we use sales to new listing ratio. This just determines if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. The lower the number, the hotter the seller's okay, market. Okay, so here, is, we're right? going to play so, a game. I'm going to list a category, and you're going to say buyer or seller's market. Okay. Detached. What um, region? All of them? Sellers. Sellers. <laughs> is there anywhere there's buyers in detached? In the GTA, no. Okay, perfect. Semi-detached. Uh, Semi-detached seller's market all throughout. Yeah. Townhouse. Seller's market. Condo? <laughs> uh, depending on where you're looking at it. So if you look in the um, 
905? Uh, regions in the 905, exactly. You're going to be in a seller's market territory. Ooh. And Toronto, you're going to be in a uh, buyer's market to weak seller's market, depending on what part of Toronto. But the average is four months of inventory, which is starting to get into heavy buyer's uh, territory. Not, not balanced. Not balanced. No, we, no. we missed balanced altogether. We miss balance altogether. I mean, I, I'd say the most balanced market would be the 416 area if you include all the Toronto condos. But of course, we know in the core areas that those are going to be, there's going to be a lot more inventory there than there needs to be. The most, uh, the hottest market, the, the greatest seller's market in the GTA right now is Durham region with less than a month of inventory. Wow. Less than a month. Things go up and they sell. Average price? Um... Home price index for the single family is 731, which is up 1.5%. So that's a, that's a good number. That's a good metric to look at, right? Because home price index is, is going to look at uh, um, seasonally adjusted figures of, of, of what uh, was selling before and how it compares to other similarly sized properties, which is what me and you talk about a lot. If you're comparing it to a bunch of larger homes, more bedrooms, you're going to get weird numbers. So that, in the... Um, that's going to get expensive soon. Or way, that's going to go up for sure. So that that is up year over year in Durham, 17.8%. Yeah. That's a huge number. Durham's had the hot... Because it's such a tight market, it's had the greatest price increases. So here's a story. I went to see somebody who had a, a luxury property the other day. And they were asking me if they bought last year. And uh, you know they were asking me some details about what it is that... Um, they need to do and this is just common i'm seeing this a lot people are hearing in the news that prices are going up so much and so they're they're assuming that the value of their property has gone up and yeah in certain areas yeah maybe if you were in a in a low rise uh, or maybe a town or something like that in the durham region you've probably seen double digit price growth in the last year but it doesn't mean that all the markets have have performed that way especially the higher end stuff i i'm not seeing higher end prices go up necessarily to a level that was quantifiable because there's such a variance in those markets as to value, right? Like it's just, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars of spread from one value to the next, depending on the street and what the buyer thinks and all that kind of stuff. But the main thing is, is we're having a lot more sales in those areas. So therefore, is it a good time to sell your luxury property? Sure. Cause there's more buyers right now. Right? Right. Does it mean that you're going to get that much more money than you could last year? No. That's not, that's not, that's not the truth. Well, how much money could you get compared to last year as a percentage? Where are we? I mean, it depends on the area. It depends on what, um, but you, if it's an older home, if it's a, it's a brand new home. Cause if it's an aging home, then you're starting to look at not as much appreciation cause things are getting older. If it's a brand new home, then probably it wouldn't, the, the, um, uh, hard assets there wouldn't have depreciated as much. Right. But, It'd be hard. It'd be hard pressed to find anything other than single digit increases in the luxury markets. So, and other than like condos in the four one six, which is down eight and a half percent year over year, mm -hmm. like we're we're up as a market, and that's like that's not a huge segment. But then I like to throw in on top of all this because I see a lot of serious growth like in every category except for condos in the 416 um well no condos overall month over month are down two percent too 
That's down two percent. It's it, yeah. If I when I looked at September numbers and October numbers, doesn't it say up two point two percent here? That's the year over year. Well, that's condos. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now when I look at month over month, September to October, there's about a twelve thousand dollar difference in the average condo that was sold throughout the whole GTA on Treb, and that was down two percent. Yeah, which is fine, especially in this environment. That's yeah, it it's nothing. Yeah, but but Toronto then on down. top of it, we have like super strong new condo sales growth, which is important, I Absolutely. think, right? Because we're talking about like if we break it down into 905 versus 416 and we break it down into detached semi towns, condos, new condos and new towns and semis and detached, like there's one category that's like down. Right, it's yeah. resale condos. That's it. Yeah. Everything else is. And you have to you have to remember the Toronto Real Estate Board is only reporting resales on the MLS system. That's where these statistics are coming from. Private sales, exclusive uh, listings, um, pre-construction straight from the developer. All that stuff isn't included, right? So if we end up getting in that eighty to ninety thousand uh, sale categories, like throughout the year, by the end of by year end how many more sales have actually been happening that are uh, not through the MLS? Right. That's something that everyone has to consider when we're looking at, uh, when we're looking at prices and sales numbers and all that kind of stuff too. So the most active segment in the pre-construction uh, market, and I think you, you know, this very well is, um, is hot and people. Okay. But new I mean, townhouses is hot as hell. Condos are. Yeah, for sure. Cause there's not so many condos can, too. Everything pre-construction is hot as hell. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying like, is like we've got one out of like if we break this up into um, eight segments. OK, new okay. for new detached semi towns and condos for new and for resale. You have one out of eight that is down. OK, total sales, Toronto Real Estate Board, MLS system, condos and freehold. 2000 uh, September 2020, 11,083 October. 10,563 that's down almost 5%. So total number of sales is slowing down as well too. Mm -hmm. All right? And we expect that to continue to drop as we get into the winter months. Why? So total seasonal stuff, right? So pent up demand from the pandemic, seasonal stuff starts to change so, so people's mindsets. But does that mean now okay, so now all of the pent up demand has gone through the system. There's no more pent up demand right now. Dep depends what you determine pent up demand to be. Well, pent up demand was the reason why we went like to the moon the second quarter. Right? I get it, but what I what I classify as pent up demand is people who are already in the process of searching before COVID. Mm -hmm. That be that was the pent up demand. It was all these people whose plans were to buy at the end of March, April, May, and those plans got sidetracked. That's the pent up demand. So that's. Now we have a new source of demand is the people who've now made a decision to move during COVID because of their living arrangements at home. Right. So is that called pent up demand? No, that's just a new source of demand that I, that I feel. So I believe the pent up demand has been satisfied, but I believe there's a new source of demand that's coming in because of the living uh, arrangements that everyone's got. Larger units are more um, in demand. Detached homes are more in demand. Yards outside of the city, all that kind of stuff. Those are all now the new trends must be great to be in the pool business now the pool business now i would say uh you know it's pretty good i i, I talked to a landscaping company so i mean they're taking big deposits and they're booking For three years from nine, now nine 
nine nine months plus down the road. So it's it's like mm, I don't know if I want to jump on that ship or not. Mm. I don't know how bad I really need that interlocking. No. But but right? but sure. people will definitely need pools next summer, especially if this is still kind of lingering. Pool, pool's a different story. You you got to plan that out. You want to deal with the right company. It's not a last minute job. It takes lots of planning permits and everything. So, so. so I was thinking before we we started the show um, that we are probably going to be happy that we have this extra inventory kicking around when the borders open. Because if you want to talk okay. about pent up demand, when those borders start opening and the kids come back for schools and travelers come back again and immigration starts starts happening again, if we don't have that cushion at the beginning to absorb some of that, prices would mm -hmm. run up like absolute insanity. If we were so still in a crisis mode and then all of a sudden the floodgates open again, because we are in crisis mode, I'm telling you. I still I can't get a meeting with the city for for just a yeah. pre consultation. Still, I get an email yeah. which takes the same amount of time, by the way, to set up a date as it does to send this email. Please bear with us. Sorry, we're seriously understaffed. And I'm like, we have unemployment going through the roof, right? We have the mm -hmm. government paying people money to stay home and not work. We have planners that are probably staying home, getting paid not to work. And we need planners at City Hall. Well, I'm wondering if, if there's anybody even working at City Hall right well, now. Because the yeah, people that I know who work at City Hall are working from they're home. They're probably working remote. But regardless, yeah. I mean, the, the fact remains is that, like, we had a shortage before. We have this mm -hmm. weird thing happen that's, like, so unnatural to the market that gives it a shock. Once things get normalized again, it's going to be in bigger crisis mode with even more demand because, mm -hmm. um, Hey, who won the election by the way? <laughs> like they're a disaster, that country to the South. They, they are just yeah. a mess and people are definitely going to choose Canada more. We've got that new immigration policy that wants to open up floodgates to a level that we have never, ever seen in our lifetimes. Right. Yep. And we already have 124 cranes in the sky. So what you're saying is all this extra inventory right now in the condo market is a blessing. In it's a cushion. We're need it. It's a cushion. We're like, hey, we need to be able to have some sort of pandemic to be able to create uh, an oversupply well, of units for all these new uh, new Canadians coming to the well, city. Listen, when I was also thinking before, like when you can buy a building that has pre-built units in it for X amount per door. Um, I don't know why guys would redevelop for years and then build a new product that's going to cost them like, I don't know, five, six hundred thousand a door to hang on to. Mm -hmm. Right. The rent's not that much more like to build purpose real rental. I don't know that the numbers even do make sense still. And especially in a softening rental market. So like at some point we're and, and the numbers don't make sense to buy condos where the prices keep going up for new stuff to rent them out either. Like there's going to be mm. a crazy rental shortage again. Crazy. Like so the pre-construction uh, condo that one of my clients bought in 2017, the builder was giving them the runaround. Right, and this is a um, private builder, not not somebody who's reputable or anything like that. And it was a life lease situation, old age, like 55 and plus, uh, an older uh, development. Everyone's saying, you know, where's my money? How come they haven't broke ground? It's been, you know, three plus years. 
and um, I just got um, some good advice on the internet, Reddit, to look into any applications that they had made. And apparently they just uh, made an application not too long ago under the Toronto Open Door for affordable purpose-built rental project with the same amount of units that they had applied for for the condominium. So it looks like the developer's going in another direction mm. and they're not telling anybody mm. or saying anything. And obviously, because of the open door with affordable um, units, they'll save some money. So maybe it's going to be more feasible for them to be able to make this work. They ran the numbers at the life lease situation with the condo. That didn't work, I guess. And they've found the funding to be able to build this purpose-built rental to be 600-plus units at Markham and 401. Listen, the market needs it for sure. I don't know how to make the numbers make sense, but I'm not really a rental guy. But, I mean, listen, anything... Affordable housing units. Well, but still, anything... Well, after a certain amount of time, they don't have to be affordable anymore. 50 years. 50 years, 50? this one was, and it was half the unit. So they'll still have 300 market rent units yeah. without the uh, rent control. So I think they're going to be pretty happy with that. 300 without the rent control. Yeah. Yeah, oh. because it's built after November 2018. Oh, beautiful. So 300 with no rent control and 300 at affordable, which is 20%. I think we talked about this 20% or whatever lower 25. than market rent, which 25%. Yeah. So still still a good yeah pretty penny yeah. right and yeah. at that whenever it's actually built to the number not like today's market exactly. rent exactly yeah but i mean i don't know if investors are going to be as interested in buying these downtown condos anymore but anyways we'll see i disagree yeah i, I think, don't know i think it's out there i think i think people are looking for for space and right now it's the panic sell-offs and that's what people are taking advantage of and uh, right now is the time to, to get in. There's lots of opportunities out there. The detached housing market, we're not making any more land. There's no more freehold properties. The green belt's going to take forever for anybody to ever get that through any type of legislation to build on. We are going to be in a serious shortfall of supply there was for a, the next There was a, a huge application that just got pushed through. I wanted to save it for our mm -hmm. next show in uh, Pick. Let's I think it was Pickering, but like okay. things are starting to get pushed through without... Uh, too much red tape it looks like okay we'll talk about that on uh, on the weekend so what well, i think this is a, ge a general stats show so i think i want to cut it uh, a little bit shorter than usual but overall market strong there's definitely lots of good uh you know key indicators of us having a really successful november but it is slowing down no doubt about it so it is slowing down in a good way it's slowing down in the way that it's supposed in to. In the way so that it's supposed to. Regardless of what we think it is good or bad, it's 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 uh, we're, the temperatures are going to start cooling. Less people will be putting their houses on the market, and people will will say to themselves, "You know what? This this wasn't the year for me to move," and they'll stay put. Sounds like realtor spin to me. We'll okay. see you on our next episode. Appreciate I, it. I I, <laughs> I I love how like it's like when things are booming, it's pent up demand from COVID, and when things are softening, it's normal. That's yep. it's normal. Don't worry. It is normal. It is normal. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. It is. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Dale. Bye.
New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.